0: Heavenly Father, thank you for this another opportunity to preach your word. Uh, Lord, we just so humble uh, because you chose us. And So, Lord, we ask you to speak to the hearts of someone out there that's hurting or someone that don't know who you are. We ask you to introduce yourself to them uh, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for Christ and what he did at Calvary. And, Lord, we appreciate it so much we're willing to give our life for the sake of the gospel. Love you so much in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. First, I want to welcome you all to kingdom MC. I do just want to remind uh, all the parents uh, at five o'clock uh, Monday they're having a rehearsal for the Christmas program so uh, please have your children out for that. Uh, for unto us a child is born for unto us a child is born for unto us a child is born right uh, but it goes a little further than that. It says, "For unto us a child is born." Right, Pierre. But the second part of that it says, uh, "To us the son is given." Though. Right, and so that's important for us to understand uh, as we go in this uh, we're in this Advent season. Um, uh, to us, the child is born, uh, but the child is going to be so special that God is going to implant His Spirit in this child. So unto us the child is born, but the son is given. Right. And so, we need to understand who we are because Christ came to let us know who we are and so he can be an example for us in the kingdom of God. So, it's about moving His kingdom in the way God wanted to be. So, uh, things were kind of like shaking up, man. Satan had taken over the world. The fall had taken place. And God wanted Satan to know, I got this thing under control, man. I run this show. This is my show. And you're just a part of it. So, uh, when Satan thought he had everything uh, under wraps and he had caused man to fall, uh, God says, listen, just be cool. I'm coming back at you, and so I want you to be ready for me because when I come back, I'm going to take over this world, right? So when, he read, when we read in Isaiah, and Isaiah prophesied to us, and he was called the eagle-eyed prophet. He could see into the future. So he saw Christ, and then God gave him uh, uh, the vision of what Christ was all about. And he said, so he says to us, for unto us a child is born. So this mother had a baby. Just like every other mother had a baby. Uh, But this baby was going to be special. And he's going to show you uh, how impactful you can be, man, when you're in line with God. So under us, the child is born, but the son was given. The son was special in the sense that he had this power uh, like no other power. And it came into this baby and made this baby unique, a different kind of baby. And this baby was Jesus Christ. And he was very unique and different, just like you are when God came into your life. He changed you and made you a different person. And you don't walk like you used to walk. You don't even talk like you used to talk, right? You don't sing like you used to sing, right? Everything is different. That's why we talk about these children. So when God comes into your life, he changes you, right? So he goes on and says, and the government, right, shall be upon his shoulders. A government. A government. Now, he's letting us know that he was going to be in charge of something, that he was going to be in charge of everything. So, this government is going to be so powerful, and he was going to be over this government, and he was going to rule in this government because he was in charge of it. So, he says, and a government shall be upon his shoulders. Right? Uh, Not a democracy, of that stuff. He said a government. What kind of government? It was going to be a kingdom. Everybody said Kingdom because God wanted to reintroduce everybody man that he was in charge cuz Satan had just taken the reins from Adam and Eve and God had to let them know you do not have the reins they belong to me right so and then he says this is and his name this baby that's coming into the world his name shall be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father and prince of peace. Right? So, uh, wonderful counselor, he is exceptional. Everybody say exceptional. He was going to be distinguished. And without any peer, there was nobody going to be equal to him. I don't care, I don't care what prophet, I don't care what evangelist, uh, I don't care what apostle, nobody would be equal to this child. Right? And he says, uh, the one who gives the right advice. So when you go to him, you can go to him all alone late in the midnight hour. He's going to tell you exactly the way it should be done. Because he was the one that brought God's word here to let us know how to move in this kingdom. So if you want to be able to move in this kingdom, you got to go to the, the mighty counselor. right? Then he says he's the mighty God. right? He is God himself because God breathed into him him, right? So now God is inside this baby, just like when God comes inside of you and help you change the way you think and change the way you behave so you can behave in such a way that everybody knows who he is through you. Most people know God, man, through your behavior and through your, you have to make this commitment and understand, when God, when God came into your life, and you know when he came in, you were a different person, right? So Satan is always trying to distract you, but you don't know you've been picked out to be picked on. Right? Then he says that he's the everlasting father, right? He is timeless. He is God our father. So this Jesus is different. Everybody said different. Now, remember, this is the Old Testament. This is Isaiah talking. This is not New Testament. He's prophesying, tell you what's coming and how powerful this baby's going to be. And remember, it's important because God wanted you to know as a human, man, what you can be. That's why he came as a human. That's important for you to understand. So, you got to know what kind of power you have you working with. That's why he said you can walk on serpents and they won't even harm you. Right? right. So, So, that's why, he says, that's why he says, no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. He says, when you really embrace him and understand who he is and really let him into your life, no weapon that anybody hold against you will prosper in your life. Because you're somebody. Then he says this. He would be called the prince of peace. Then he says this. His government is one of justice. And peace. That means his just his government and his kingdom is gonna be about righteousness. The enemy's gonna come, he's gonna try to do things and, and try to upset the apple cart, but God is a God of righteousness and justice. So when you accept Christ in your life, what you're saying is, I'm gonna be righteous and I'm gonna do things the right way all the time, and I'm gonna be a person of peace. Not a person of hell. Some people, man, they call you up on the phone, man, just to create chaos. Girl, let me tell you why I saw your man. I'm just telling you that because I'm your friend. And they're really trying to create. They know when they said it, they're going to create some hell. When you did it, you knew what you was intending to do. When I go tell the boss on someone that's on the line am I trying to create peace or am I trying to create chaos? Right? And so you got to remember Jesus came so you guys can mimic him. Because we didn't know how to do it. So God said let me show you how to do it. So I'm going to send my spirit into this baby. I'm really going to impart myself in this baby, and then as this baby moves, that baby going to be tempted just like you. Right? Uh, so Jesus uh, became something that was so unique that nobody had seen anything like it because the children of Israel was waiting on a king to come to help pull them or overthrow the Roman Empire, and when he came, he came with peace. He said, I'm going to win, and I'm going to win with love. Most of us think we can never win a battle man unless we show people how I really am. See you don't know, I ain't always been saved. right? That's what you want to say. Because what you really want to do is you want to revert back to your sin nature and you want to fight somebody who, who you used to be and what you used to pay. The reason why God took the gun from you because he didn't want you to rely on the gun, he wants you to rely on him. He says, because I'm a God of peace. And if you represent me, you got to represent peace. So I can't cut. Now, we don't get along, but I can still love you and not really hang out with you. Because I represent a king that's different than any other king. But you don't know my mama. I do know your mama. She's of the devil. If she tells you to do things that's contrary to God, she's of the devil. She's to mess around and let the devil slip in. Right? Your daddy, your brother, your sister, anybody to have you do things that's contrary to righteousness or is going to create problems, you already know that Satan is in them or you because God is a God of peace. Jesus wanted us to know that you got the same DNA as I got. So I had to come and show you what you can do when the enemy is spitting on you. When the enemy is lying on you. When the enemy is trying to kill you. I want you to know who you are. So I want you to love them. Now you got to remember it wasn't just Jesus. There were other apostles. There was other disciples AJ that uh, that took beatings and and uh, and they said, "Listen, I'm honored to be beaten on the, on behalf of the king." So it's, it's a lot of them that said when they was beating them, they says, "I don't care. I'm doing this for the name of the Lord." Because no, wh- there's nothing you all you can do is kill the body, but you can't kill my spirit. So most people think if they can kill your body, they they they, they can kill you, but they can't. What they do is they empower you beyond you. And your spirit moves even when you're not even here. So let's work with this thing so we understand what we're dealing with. So now, in Isaiah 7 and 14, it says, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. I want you to hear me. He will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And he would be called Emmanuel. Everybody say Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Now that's important because Emmanuel uh, means uh, God is with us. Right? So when Emmanuel, when the mother gave her child the name Emmanuel, was shared her trust, right, in God's presence. Right? So now, everybody say Emmanuel. God with us. So when we die to God, to Satan, and we die to our sin nature, we come alive to God. And now when we come alive to God, when people deal with us, they're dealing with a whole different person. That old person is dead. I'm not what I used to be. But some people want to resurrect it. So they keep pushing buttons to try to get you to revert back to who you used to be. But you're not who you used to be. But you also got to know who you are. Because you're going to encounter people, you're going to run into people, and God needs you to represent him in every situation. And in every circumstance. And some you're going to be in a situation and your mama can't help you, your dad can't help you, your money can't help you, the only thing that can help you is God himself. But when I have a relationship with him for real, for real, he's already with me in every situation. And I recognize it because I spend time with him in devotion. Most of us don't realize God is with us because we spend no time with him. So when the situation gets tough, we revert back to our default. You don't know the Durins. We were some bad mothers, shut your mouth. If you don't believe me, call Derek. He'll tell you about me, right? And we went not call so-and-so. We're trying to get validated. But I'm not what I used to be. Amen. And Satan's not going to trick me and make me reclaim what I used to be. Amen. So now what I'm going to do when you do something, I'm going to pray for you. Amen. And I'm going to pray for me. Yeah. That I don't allow Satan to resurrect my old nature. Because he will resurrect your old nature. Don't you think you're so saved and sanctified and full of the Holy Ghost that Satan won't come and get you? God is trying to move. We are in a shift in this world. It's a shift taking place. And the enemy, people who call themselves believers, whenever you oppress people. Now, some of you guys in positions of leadership. Whenever you oppress people and you do things, meant to hurt people, you got to know, man, Satan has slipped into your life and he's using you to try to just, watch this here, destroy other people's faith and emotions. Because I'm trying to co- take control of your life. But greater heat is he that's in you than he that's in the world, right? Now, so in John, uh, 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 John 3 says, "For for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be what? Now, I want to pause for a second. God did not send Jesus into this world to condemn the world. I want everybody would say said God, God did, not did not send Jesus, send Jesus into, this into this world to condemn the world. So, he did not empower you with the Holy Spirit so you can go around and condemn people. He doesn't want you to condemn people. That's not what he wants from you. All right? Now, so now, now I want you to pay attention. This is important, right? Now, now this is, and we're going to wrap this thing up in about three minutes. Psych. Now, here we go. Whoever, now listen, because you're going to leave here a different person, right? Because this child was born, and it makes a difference. It says, because you got to remember John 3, 16, for God saw what? He loved the world that he sent his only begotten son into the world so you can live. Everybody says so you can live. So he was interested in you living in the earth. He wasn't really, Pierre, interested in you dying and coming to heaven. Let me say it again. God is not interested in you dying, time live, and going to heaven. He didn't create you to die and go to heaven. He created you, man, so you can run the earth on his behalf. That's why he created you. He wanted you to be here and impact the world and he wanted to impact the world through you. So he's he not excited. I can't wait till I die and go to heaven. Well, go ahead. But he ain't waiting on you. He got angels up there. He's he not waiting on you to get to heaven. He wants you to be impactful here in the earth. And Satan knows it. Right? now. Now, but whoever believes in him, is not condemned, right? But whoever does not believe in him is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the one and only son. Now, I want you to get this, and we're gonna. this is important, Tiffany, that anybody who don't believe in Jesus Christ and the teachings of Jesus Christ, more so, I want you to understand, you got to understand his teachings and what he taught us and why did God send it? Why did God... The word became flesh. So God spoke. And when he spoke, things came into existence. Why did God take his word and make it a human? The word became flesh and dwelt among us. So God wanted his word to be prevalent in the earth. And he wanted to do it through you. Now, this is important. So the word became flesh. So now God is speaking through humans. All right? So you got to know who you are. Now watch this here. This is important. Anybody who don't believe that, you're damned already. You're damned already. You're in trouble already because you can't get no power in something you don't believe. There's impo- you can't get no power. I don't believe that. I think it's a lie. Okay, good. Then walk around and believe in your buddy. You're going to be mad all the time, upset all the time, but I promise you, people got testimony how powerful God has worked <laughs> in the life of people. Now, here's the deal. Um, verse 19 says, And this is the judgment. Everybody said judgment. The light. Everybody said the light. It's important, Brother Hill. He said the light has come into this world. So God brought this beautiful light in this world, man, to show us this light and which way to go because you can't move in darkness, right? So God knew we was in the middle of darkness. You didn't know what was going on. You was running around like chickens with your head cut off. You were doing stuff. You was lying on people. You was stealing from people. You was cheating. You was having sex. You was doing all kind of stuff. You was, I mean, you was committing adultery, fornication, you did everything until Jesus came into your life because you was operating in the dark. So God had to send Christ into the light, and he gave you light. And He had to show you, man, how you're supposed to live in this earth with power. Watch this here. And this is the judgment. The light came into the world, and the people love darkness rather than light. Why? Why? Because their works were evil. They loved darkness more than the light. Man, listen. Who needs to go to church? Nobody needs to church. The church can't do it. That's because you want to keep on living in darkness. You don't, you don't want the light. Man, that church is fake. Man, who needs your church? church? All they want to do is just say, All you doing is because you want to keep on doing what you keep on doing. So you love darkness, man, more than light. And, and so now you don't want to hear it because you want to keep on doing, and you don't want nobody to condemn you. Let me be me. Leave me alone. I don't need you. I know. No, you want to keep on doing. Right? So this is important. He said he loved darkness because their works was evil. You knew, you know, nobody's condemning. You know what you're doing. And the Holy Spirit, because you accepted Christ. The Holy Spirit loved you so much, it arrested you and told you in your ear, Ross, it whispered real quiet in your ear so nobody else could hear. He did not want to embarrass you, and he whispered in your ear, and he whispered real soft. He said, what you're doing is wrong. Stop doing it. He said, because the wages of sin is death, and the gift of God is eternal life. He said, now, nobody know. He said, I'm not going to say anything else. He said, because I don't want to pull the blanket off you, but I just want to whisper this in your ear. What you're doing right now is wrong. You said, Lord, I don't know how to get out of it. He said, trust me. Now, here's the problem. It was hard. Remember the rich ruler? Uh, he said, I serve you, God. I paid my time. He said, well, give it all up. He said, now you're tripping, God. Because he was wealthy. He said, I can't give it all up because I'm wealthy. He said, well, you don't really love me. You're just playing. But but if he gave it to you. Yeah. The first time and you believe it, he will give it to you in righteousness. Yeah. He said, "I gotta trust." But it's hard uh, to go out there on the limb. But I'm a living testimony. He will do what he said he would do, right? Now, so but if your if your deeds are evil, man, you don't want to hear it, right now. And I'm gonna wrap this thing up. Now, this is what he says. For everyone who does wicked things hate the light and does not come to the light. Everyone. Watch what he says. Lest his works should be exposed. Right? But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. I, oh, I love you back to Angie. I see you, sweetheart. Now, it's important. Now, I want you guys to pay close attention to what he said, right? Because this is the thing, and I'm about to wrap this thing up. I got one more verse, and I'm going to wrap it up. I didn't think I can do it in a few minutes, but I could, right? Here's what he says. For everyone who does wicked things hate the light. I don't want to hear what Jesus is saying. Don't talk that God stuff to me. I don't want to hear that bull crap. Now, don't be trying to quote no scripture to me. I don't want to hear all that because they like what they're doing. They like the darkness. Now, I want to say this to everybody that's out there, man, that's doing some stuff, man. That, And some stuff, man, it's just a battle. But in your heart, you got to have a repentant spirit. Some stuff, man, that's got you, and it's got you in a headlock, and it won't let you go, and you want to get out. You just got to give it to the Lord and let him work it out. You got to believe You got to say, God, sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, God, you know I need you, and, and I can't move without you. I need you to, I need you to help me trust you. Because if everything in the world belongs to him, everything you got is his already. Everything you have is his already. He said, I already blessed you once. You think I can't bless you again? Right? Now, uh, he says, uh, and here's what he says in 10 and 10. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. But I came that you what? Jesus, God sent Jesus in the world, man, so you can live. Yeah, yeah. He wants you to live the best life. I want you to stand up if your life is better since you accepted Jesus in your life. Just stand, stand, stand. stand. Your life is better. Now, I didn't, say, I didn't say it was, I didn't say, now, don't get me wrong. I didn't say it was the best thing, but it's better than it was. You all can sit down. So when Jesus, so when he says, until the child is born, and I'm going to wrap this up. Until the child is born, but the son is given. He said, I want you to know your mother gave birth to you and then I came into you and gave you me. So the child was born, he said, but I came and gave you the power. You know, we was praying for those babies. He said, I'm the one that gave you the gift. Uh, Pentecost. He said, I'm the one that taught you how to write. I'm the one who gave you a gift. I didn't get that to Pastor Durin. He can't write his name. But I gave you a gift, and the gift, and because you committed to me, I'm going to give you so much work, you don't even have room enough to do it. You got to turn people away. He said, you just keep on writing. He said, the devil going to send people at you, Pierre, you know, when you're a little kid and think what you're going to do, and then God bless you, and you're like, I don't know what's going to happen, and you don't know, man, that that $6 pizza that your mama bought, one day you're going to own the store. That, that, that didn't come from that. God. put the gift of the business mind in you. You didn't have a business mind. God says, Listen, I got you because your mama brought you here, but I'm going to put my power in you. And I'm going to transform. My. Listen, Hosetta, you didn't come out your mama's womb knowing how to sew. God said, Your mama brought you here, and I'm going to put the gift to sew in you. He said, but I want you to use this gift. Now, I'm about to wrap this up. He said, I want you to use these gifts that I've given you to help transform the lives of people. I want you to use these gifts to let people know that I love them and then I need them on my team in the earth. He said, I don't need them to do anything exceptional. All I want them to do is love people every chance they get. And you don't even know when you love somebody with the gift that I gave you that it's going to change their life. And years later, I said, I remember I went over here and this person did this for me. Right? The reason why it happened is because you gave your life to the Lord and it impacted people's life. For God so loved the world that he gave us you. God loved the world so much, man, he gave us you, man, with gifts and talents. Now the enemy come to kill, steal, and and destroy. Jesus come to give you life, not just you, but everybody that come in contact with you. And you ought to thank God for the people that God who gave their life to the Lord because some of you all wouldn't have a pot to pee in or a window to throw it out of if it wasn't for the love of God and somebody who gave their life to the Lord because your back was against the wall. You didn't know how you, Stephanie had no earthly idea that community college is going to hire her when she's running around with pigtails in her head. Now she has a doctorate degree. And now she's going to change people's lives. So kids come through there and she say words to them and all them little girls come through there and say, man, I want to be just like her. That's what Jesus was all about. Jesus came in the world to give us a connection back, he ripped, tore the curtain from top to bottom and gave us direct access to God. And then I'm done. I want to read this, and I'm done. I know y'all want to go, but y'all ain't going until I read this. All right, now, here we go. Stay with me. If my, if my iPad works. All right. All right, here we go. Psalms 130 is my favorite scripture, but I want to read it. For, for my visitors. And I'm reading the New Living Translation. I want y'all to hear me well. I'm going to say it like I'm, I'm going to do it like I'm deep. The Lord. No, I'm going to change before. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you have examined my heart. And you know everything about me. You know when I sit down or when I stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel. And when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and you follow me. You place your hand a blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. You are there if I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest ocean. Even there your hand will guide me, and your strength will support me. I I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in darkness I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made me, and you made all the delicate parts, the inner parts of my body, and you knitted me together in my mother's womb. Your thoughts about me, oh God, they cannot be numbered. I can't even count them, they outnumber the grains of the sand. And when I wake up, you're still with me. Then I want to jump down to verse 23. Search me, oh God, and know my heart, test me, and know my ancient style. You got to be confident to say that. All right, point out anything in me that offends you, and lead me along a path of everlasting life. That's what Jesus did for you. <laughs> to let us know, man, who we are. Man. Hey, you somebody. Don't let nobody tell you that n- You're somebody. I want you to know who you are. So when the enemy tell you nothing, when you go home and somebody look at you and tell you you're going to nothing, look them in the eye and tell them they lying and walk out. Because before you was, I was. Before I knew you, God knew me. So what you're saying about me means nothing. So you can say anything you want. It doesn't validate anything when you you beat me down. And then you want to say, oh, don't you wish that you could be like me? Love the Lord with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. For God so loved the world that he gave us you. I want you to know that. Know who you are. Find out who you are. Go in there and know who I am in Christ. And I want you to live for God with everything inside of you. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. (laughs) Everybody stand to your feet. Dear Lord, thank you. Thank you for each one of these wonderful people. Thank you for giving me the great opportunity to pastor them I ask you, Lord, to reveal yourself to them even the more. Lord, give them a passion and a desire to love themselves so they can love others. A lot of us don't even love ourselves because we don't know that you went out the way through all kind of trials and tribulations. You went out the way to make us who we are. And you put us in this earth for a reason. Thank you for not aborting us. Thank you, Lord. We know that everything's going to get better by and by. So, Lord, be with them. God, their hearts, God, their minds. Give them a desire for you and a love for you. And as we leave this place, Lord, never your presence. We ask you to be there with them. Bless their life in the name of Jesus. And let them go into this Christmas season, never being depressed, knowing that whatever they have, it's a gift from you. I wouldn't care if it's a pair of socks. We thank you for that. Whatever you give us, thank you. We don't care because you gave us life. That's the greatest gift ever. So, we appreciate you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. (laughs) If you would like prayer, I would like for you to come to the altar and our prayer team will pray with you. Um, we ask you guys to be a blessing to the ministry. We can't do kingdom work without you. You have to trust God. God has blessed you. I want you to trust God and give. I want you to reach down deep down inside and give like you never gave before. And and know this that whatever you give, God going to give it back to you. Good measure, pressed down, the together, and running over. Watch what's it? Watch this here. Men will give under your bosom. Amen. Everybody, everybody can participate in the giving. Amen. Will you do it online? I don't care if you have a penny. Bless. Children, you got to give because you want God to give you. You can't ask for something that you don't want to give back to God. Amen? Thank you, Lord, for the offering. Thank you for all those who are sharing in it. Be with us as we travel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, God bless you all. I love you all so very much. For the first time, members, please meet me in the conference room so I can say hello to you let you know I love you. It's only going to take a few seconds. Brad, we're going to be moving fast. so I got you.